Today we take a look at the Islanders' defense and what needs to change next season for the team to bounce back. We have our weekly farm report as the Bridgeport Islanders' playoff series against the Providence Bruins is underway. And our Islanders' birthday of the day is the best scorer during the brief Fisherman Jersey era. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Anything going on this offseason, player evaluations, trade rumors, free agency, the draft lottery is coming up in a week, so we'll certainly have that covered for you, and hopefully the Islanders will get a little bit lucky and move up in the draft, but we'll have it all for you here on Locked on Islanders. So I wanted to start off talking a little bit about the Islanders defense core. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I've been saying pretty much all season that the Islanders lack of a puck moving defenseman has been a problem for this team for most of this season. And it is definitely something that they need to fix and improve for next year. And I'm not the only one who's thinking that. Uh, Look, over the last two off-seasons, the Islanders traded away two very good defensemen who can move the puck. Nick Letty gone this past offseason, and that certainly did not help anything. You, you go back to, you know, the previous season, and again, the Islanders trading away puck-moving defensemen, and, you know, that, again, hurt the team. Now, they had enough left over last year 
in order to overcome that loss. But now, two years in a row, missing out on a puck-moving defenseman and then replacing Nick Letty uh, with Zdeno Chara, you know, again, a very different skill set. And the thing that kind of scares me is how lucky the Islanders got, if only because they had Noah Dobson really step up in a hurry and grow into that puck-moving defenseman's role. Had he not done that, I don't even want to think. You know, if, if Nick Dob- uh, Noah Dobson from this past year in 2021-2022 played roughly at the same level that he played in 2020-2021, the Islanders would have absolutely been toast. But they were fortunate to get Dobson to step up his game and and take it really to another level. And, you know, he became the first Islanders defenseman to top the 50-point mark since Mark Streit did it back in 2008-2009. That is, you know, 13 years ago. So a very good performance there uh, by Dobson. And, And the irony of it is, you trade away Nick Letty, you bring in Zdeno Chara, so you don't have that puck-moving defenseman. But, at the same time, the experience and the leadership that Chara brought to the table is one of the big reasons that Dobson took the big step forward. So, go figure. But here's what Adam Pellick had to say. I think we'll always be a defend-first group, but more pace is good. Maybe it's not so much leading the rush. Maybe it's skating the puck out of the zone, breaking the puck out more effectively. Ways to contribute to the offense without necessarily leading the rush. I think the group as a whole, that's one area we can probably improve. So you had Nick Letty gone. You had him being replaced by Chara and, again, not a puck mover. Then you add Ryan Pulak missing significant time due to injury. And then at the end of the season, Scotty Mayfield missing significant time due to injury. And you can clearly see where the Islanders' defense sort of fell off. So you're heading into next year. And assuming everybody's healthy, you know you've got Pelic and Pulak both coming back. They're both signed long-term. You have Noah Dobson coming back, and then you have Scott Mayfield entering the final year of his contract. And the thing about Mayfield's deal, it is a very team-friendly, low-cap hit for the quality that he gives you kind of a contract. So that's four defensemen all set. And then the questions begin. Do you get Robin Sallow? Is he ready for prime time? Is Sebastian Ajo good enough? To me, defensively, the answer is no. He's not consistent enough to play in this league at this point in time. Overall, uh, more questions than answers on the blue line. You've got four spots more or less etched in stone 
you need at least one puck mover among the remaining two spots. Now, is it possible that either Zdeno Chara or Andy Green returns next year? Theoretically, yeah, but I think it, the Islanders are better off getting younger and bringing in at least one puck mover in this area if they hope to regain what they lost over the last two years uh, by having those, you know, puck-moving defensemen in Letty and Devon Taves, who they lost one each year, you got to replace that skill set. And the Islanders didn't do it this year, and it did end up costing them. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. When we return, we will have our weekly farm report. The Bridgeport Islanders off to a solid start in their best-of-three playoff series against the Providence Bruins. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto. I mean, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our weekly farm report. The Bridgeport Islanders, as we mentioned, made the playoffs. They are the sixth seed in the AHL's Atlantic Division, taking on the three seed, the Providence Bruins, that's Boston's top farm club, in a best-of-three series, and obviously Providence has home ice advantage. Game one was a thriller, and... It went into overtime. Bridgeport ends up coming away with a 2-1 to one win in this game. And I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, kudos to goaltender Corey Schneider. Because Bridgeport allowed 47 shots in this game. Including 21 of them in the second period 47 shots on goal and he gave up one goal that is the big difference for providence in uh excuse me for bridgeport against providence in game one and no scoring in the first period bridgeport outshot 16 to 9 
and yet no score. In the second period, Providence takes the lead at the 13:43 mark, but 21 to 7 were the shots on goal in favor of Providence, and Corey Schneider kept Bridgeport in the game, making 20 saves in the period. In the third period, Grant Hutton, a name that Islander fans are familiar with, played some games for the Islanders this year. He tied the game. Otto Koivula and Parker Wotherspoon with the assists. That one came early in the period, just a minute, seven seconds in. It was an even third period, probably the best period that Bridgeport played in regulation. And the game goes to overtime, all tied at one to one. In the overtime, Bridgeport played probably their best hockey of the game. Outshot Providence nine to three in the overtime, and Arno Durando gets the game winner nine minutes, 56 seconds into the extra session. And who gets the assist? Well, Robin Salo gets one. But the other assist in this one is by Atu Rate. And the Islanders have got to be thrilled. Rate wins the faceoff. Gets it back to Salo. Salo gets it over to Durando, who gets the rebound. And that is the game-winning goal. And for Atu Rate, his first North American point with that assist. And I'll tell you, it is important that Rate is getting this experience and is showing he belongs. He was second on the team with four shots on goal in the game for Bridgeport. Durando led them with five. But overall, uh, a great win on the road for Bridgeport. And now they have a chance to close things out at home. Now, game two is tonight, Wednesday, May 4th. At the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, tickets are available. And it's a 7 o'clock Eastern Time face-off. And I'm telling you, Bridgeport could advance to the second round of the playoffs with a win. And, and I think part of the reason, you know, Bridgeport, they did a good job this offseason of bringing in some veterans, some guys who can... Uh, Lead the way, look, Chris Terry, 30 goals, 61 points, led the Bridgeport Islanders in both categories. He's a five-time AHL All-Star. He is a veteran. We know what he is. You know, he's not a prospect anymore at this stage in his career. And yet, having a guy like him on the roster to lead the way and to teach the younger kids, that is a good thing. And, you know, Austin Zarnick ended the season with five points in five uh, straight games. He had four goals and an assist. Didn't have a point in that first playoff game, but hot to close the regular season. And... You know, when you when you add it up, it's those little things that, that tend to matter. 
So you got Zarnik going well. Simon Holmstrom, 19 points in his last 17 games. You know, the thing about it, yes, the Islanders in this case are the sixth seed. The Providence Bruins, the third seed. So you got to figure, okay, Providence is the favorite. But during the regular season, these two teams went head-to-head, and it was the Islanders who actually had the advantage over the course of the season uh, going head-to-head against the Bruins. So game two, big opportunity. And you could watch it in person if you want to get tickets. It's on AHL TV at the AHL or Bridgeport Islanders website. Or you could listen to the Bridgeport Islanders radio network, and you could probably get that either online or if you're on the north shore of Long Island, you could probably get some of the stations in. But overall, this is a big opportunity for Bridgeport to advance to the second round of the playoffs. And boy, that would be a big plus for this organization and for this team if they can pull that off. So we will let you know uh, on the show as soon as we get the results. I don't know whether we'll, uh, it'll probably be on the Friday show that we'll have the results of that game just based on when we record this. But hopefully Bridgeport will take advantage of this opportunity and make the long playoff run. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. The most prolific scorer during the Fisherman Jersey era. Let's see if you can guess who that is. That and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can just throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure everybody has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventure. And the best part about Built Bars, they're both healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health with Built Bar. You could have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in great flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Most Built Bars contain... 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early on this one, but we want to wish a happy 50th birthday to former Islanders winger Zygmunt Palfi. Palfi, a native of Slovakia, uh, drafted by the Islanders in 1991 in the second round after playing a few seasons professionally in what was then Czechoslovakia. Uh, He joined the Islanders came to North America in 93-94, 
and remained with the team through the 1998-99 season, had three straight seasons of 40 or more goals for the Isles, 95-96, 96-97, and 97-98. His best season was the middle one, 96-97, 48 goals, 90 points. The problem, the Islanders just struggled at this point, and Palfi really was the only reliable offensive weapon the team had for much of his time on the island. He ended up playing with the LA Kings through the 2003-2004 season before returning to uh, Europe, briefly played for the Penguins in 2005-2006. How prolific was Ziggy Palfi? In 684 NHL games, 329 goals, 713 points, and 322 penalty minutes. So for his NHL career, Ziggy Palfi, a better than a point a game player. And when you consider that he played a lot of his career in what is now known as the dead puck era, that is even more impressive. Add 24 playoff games. Nine goals, 19 points in those, but all of the playoff games coming with the L.A. Kings. We're going to go back and look at one of Ziggy Palfi's better games with the Islanders. October 16th, 1997, Islanders at the Shark Tank to take on the San Jose Sharks. Tommy Salo is the goalie for the Islanders. Mike Vernon is the goalie. For San Jose, and in the first period, it was our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ziggy Palfi. His second of the year from Brian Smolinski and Robert Reichel at 5.52. Islanders up 1-0 after one period. In the second, the Sharks even it. Victor Kozlov, a familiar name to Islander fans. His fourth from Marty McSorley and Bill Holder at 3.26. Islanders and Sharks all even at one. But then... The Islanders' power play takes over. With Holder off for cross-checking, Ziggy Palfi. His second of the game, third of the season, Robert Reichel and Brian Berard with the assist at 8-25. Islanders. Later on in the period, Andre Zuzin off for holding, and Brian Smolinski tallies for the Islanders on the power play. His first, Travis Green, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ziggy Palfi with the assist. Islanders up 3-1. After 40 minutes. In the third, it's Tony Granato for San Jose, making it a one-goal game. His first from Jeff Friesen and Andre Zuzan, just 118 into the third. But then Robert Reichel adds to the Islanders' lead an unassisted goal, his second of the year at 742. And with just 458 left in the game, Ziggy Palfi completes the hat trick, his fourth, third of the game. Kenny Janssen, the only assist. The Islanders beat the Sharks by a score of 5-2. to two. And for Ziggy Palfi, three goals, four points, a plus three. And he had four shots on goal to lead the New York Islanders. Islanders as a team out, had 25 shots. They were outshot 34-25 to 25 in this game. But Tommy Salo with 32 saves to earn the win. So this is one of the... Many hat tricks that Ziggy Palfi had as an Islander. Ziggy Palfi, the most dynamic goal scorer the Islanders had during the uh, Fisherman Jersey era. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, one day early. Happy 50th, anniversary, uh, happy 50th birthday, Ziggy Palfi. 
We will have a, a whole lot coming up on tomorrow's show. We will talk a little bit more about some of the needs this team has heading into the offseason. Don't forget, next week, we will begin our player-by-player review of this team, the strengths and weaknesses, reviewing the season that was, looking ahead to what role these players may have next year on the Islanders, assuming they are still with the team. We're going to be with you all offseason to talk about all things New York Islanders, so make sure you join us for that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From the first round playoff matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the postseason like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.